Hey guys, I'm Court. And I'm Kate. And you're listening to another episode of The The Castle Castle Chat. Chat. Hey friends, and welcome back to another episode of our Disney-inspired podcast. Today we'll be jumping in to talk about the wild and pretty believable Disney and Pixar fan theories. If you like to think outside the box and connect the dots, then this is the episode for you. Want to experience more magic with us outside of this episode? Be sure to follow us on all socials at The Castle Chat. And check out our website, thecastlechat.com, for official merchandise. If you love what you hear, please leave us a rating or review on Apple or Spotify so we can continue to build this community. Are you ready to jump into the episode? Let's chat about it. jingle or rap okay is it for now or for later um well it goes something like think outside the box and connect the dots yeah because our intro i mean courtney's dropping bars out here i mean i try she did it in our last episode she's here to do it again i mean i'm just you know i think roles might be changing here like is courtney the new jingle master Mm, i think you just want to put that on my shoulders because you don't want to do it anymore that's also true you're like "Mm, let me just pawn this off but i would love to pawn it off but you know what i can be strong for us out here i will keep trying with my jingles even though they get worse every week well i'm sure there's someone out there that's like that gets a good laugh out of every time we try to do a jingle i would hope that at this point that is what has been created in this environment i hope if anything they get some laughs because i mean at this point they might be getting more eye rolls who knows but who knows but let's get to our episode let's jump into the fun because this is a really exciting episode when you told me this idea i was like oh i feel like the listeners are gonna love this because i love to like scheme a little bit and i'm like "Mm, let me think of some conspiracy theories let's see if this is connected let's look a little deeper because Disney likes to throw in some Easter eggs and some little secrets that a lot of the fans have been able to connect and then have taken it like a step further and been like, well, what if this is the real meaning behind it? And sometimes I can get really lost in those theories. Um, For sure. We can all thank TikTok for this episode because I was just aimlessly scrolling as one does and came across a fan theory and said, whoa i bet there's lots of these we should do an episode so here here we we are are. (gasps) wow wow special that was really fun wow we're meant to we're meant to do this podcast together Uh, telepathy yes okay back to (laughs) i feel like we were just loopy tonight so it's fine well tonight it's the perfect tonight it's the perfect time for us to be loopy yeah you know what i welcome the loopiness it's gonna make this episode super fun so we did some research we looked into what are the fan theories what are the like we watched videos we read articles and we pulled some of our our favorites out of that list there are a lot of different like parent theories human versus creature theories movie connections like lots of different avenues we can go down but don't worry we were just going to give you the highlights we're not going to just dump all these theories on you and be like good luck trying to figure them out 
So. I mean, if you have any that we leave out that you think are interesting, please send them because I'm oh curious. My gosh, I want to, I do want to know them all for sure. Um, but I think the 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 I guess the overarching like concept with Disney and Pixar films is that a lot of people think that all of these films are connected, that there is something in each of these films that ties it into one bigger story. Yeah, specifically Pixar. People have decided that there is a Pixar cinematic universe, just like there is a Marvel cinematic universe where there's a multiverse and things kind of all intertwine. Um, People have basically decided that the same is true of Pixar. It's its own cinematic universe, which based off of a lot of these things that I'm seeing, I mean, there's a ton of intentionality behind the people making these movies to leave a trail. Oh my goodness. The things that I have seen when I like watch Easter egg videos, I am like just mind blown. I'm like, I never saw that. Like how, to, and it, it's so discreet, but it's there and it's intentional. And I love that. So I think we should start going down the Pixar route a little bit because there's a lot to talk about here. And I think we should focus specifically on that and then talk about the other just regular Disney movies that kind of mesh together so why don't we start there i love it let's do it okay so one of the ones that i saw that i had never ever thought about um until i read it was that um the cars in the cars movie have human parts yes i saw this um i had a little bit of an eye roll there is a secondary um theory or thought that kind of pairs with this that goes along with that like human versus inanimate object thing in Pixar's dimension or cinematic universe um, with the cars potentially having having human parts. Um, There's also this theory that cars became I mean like we have self-driving cars now cars became so smart and so intelligent that they didn't need humans anymore so they morphed into creatures themselves and they took on personalities of previous drivers or their their last driver something like that where the cars now humans are extinct we don't need humans anymore there are no humans in the film they're all cars they drive themselves they're robots that don't need us anymore but there was this like interview I guess with one of the creators of cars and he mentioned that like the doors can never open because all of their parts would would come out why would you open the door so like you would see the brains and the eyes and it's like just the fact that they, he said that made people go down this like rabbit hole of like, well, if that's the case, then maybe it's because there's no humans and blah, 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 blah. So I thought that one was very um, out there, very out there. Yes, for sure. Yeah. But I never know. I mean, I guess I, I never noticed that the doors of the cars, they never open in the films. Yeah. like That would be weird, I guess, because I never thought about humans either just because they're all cars. And so I just assumed we were in an alternate reality where cars are the people and that is the storyline so i can't really i think with each of these theories i think we should do a can we get behind it or can we not okay um i'm gonna say no yeah i cannot get behind this one okay we can't get behind it all right what's the next one this is a big easter egg one i feel like we maybe probably the most recognizable easter egg i would say in the pixar films yeah so i think there's two of these like pixar consistent pixar easter eggs where you can find them in literally every pixar movie the first of which is the pizza planet truck from the good old toy story films i 
love the Pizza Panic truck. I think it's so fun. And it has shown up in, is it every Pixar film? I think it's every Pixar film. Every I Pixar mean, film. So Toy Story, the original Toy Story, is the the original Disney Pixar film. And so that is where it started. That's where the Pizza Planet truck was. It's the very first one. There's no Disney Pixar film before that. So every movie since then has included a Pizza Planet truck. Yeah, so technically the trend kicked off with it's a uh, not it's a it's a bug's life. It's just a bug's life. It kicked off with a bug's life. Um and I think this is probably when someone was like, "Hold on a minute. This was in Toy Story. What is going on?" Yeah. And the other would be the um the A113. It is or A113, whatever the correct version of that is. Um, A113 shows up in every Pixar film as well, and this is the classroom number that was used by the animation students of the California Institute of Arts, which is where basically all of the founders of Pixar came from. And so their like classroom where they learned how to create this version of a movie, they like pay homage to that in all of the films, and yeah. they all have like an A113. 113 that you can find somewhere i love that it's that and like the pizza planet truck that's what's hilarious to me is like this one truck i remember when we watched elemental and i remember seeing it in one of the scenes where the mom walks up to um wade's home like apartment and the pizza planet truck kind of like goes behind her it's so quick it's like you have to be paying attention to it because it's not i don't know in your face i mean oftentimes i feel like i find them later in like a tiktok video where it's like did you miss this did you miss where's the pizza planet truck so um go back and watch the Pixar films and try to spot the Pizza Planet truck in each of them. I feel like that would be a fun game. Yeah, don't spoil it. Just go and try to find it. And the A113. Those are like, (laughs) it's not really like a theory, but just an Easter egg that is consistent through all of them. Um, I think we should jump into some Toy Story theories since we were just coming off Pizza Planet. Um, do we want to talk about Andy's parents? Yes, Andy's dad. When I saw this theory, I was like, whoa. Because I, I don't think I ever really realized that, like, you don't see, like, Andy's dad yeah, in he- the film. You just see his mom. And I guess because I grew up, I grew up with this, like, my mom was a single mom. So I just never really was like, oh, yeah, the dad's missing. Looking, it just was like, yeah. oh, it's like my childhood. Like, there we go. So, yeah, you also never hear him. There's no, like, calling up the stairs or mention of a dad. So the theory is essentially that Andy's dad has passed. But the deeper rooted thought is that Woody was Andy's father's toy. And there's like this whole storyline that people have come up with as to how and why Andy's dad would have been the original owner of Woody. But there's also a theory about Andy's mom that I think coincides with this thought of Woody being Andy's dad's toy. And that's that in the original Toy Story film, you can find Andy wearing Jesse's hat. Whoa. At least that's what people say. And so there's this whole theory that Andy's mom is potentially Emily, who is the owner that Jesse talks about in Toy Story 2 that abandoned her. So 
you know, maybe this after... full circle. Yeah, she's been lost for a while, and now all of a sudden she, like, finds her way back to, I'd love to Emily's just, house. I'd love to just sit down with the Toy Story creators and be like, listen, this is what we're thinking. Can you tell me if this is true or not? Like, I want to yeah. know, because it's yeah. eating me up. I mean, you can right go now. and find the video evidence of, like it being jesse's hat and not like a woody hat and all of that in the first one which i think is super interesting and i'm like i wonder if this was just coincidence or was this actually like editing or something (laughs) yeah they they had this whole or they saw that in the original and as they made the new film they were like oh here's a thought what if this is a hat from this other toy who is actually andy's mom's toy and andy's mom got rid of her anyway it's a whole it's a whole thing, a uh, storyline of Andy's parents and why the toys are important to him. But can you get behind it? I think I can get behind this one. Okay. I can I can get behind this one. This I, one is this one more believable. A, yeah. Especially with Andy's dad not being around. I think it, it I'm like, okay, I get yep. this. I get it. Okay. The next one I'm really excited about because I am a huge Inside Out fan. And I don't know why this never crossed my mind. Um, that Bing Bong is like a part of the monsters inc universe like he is a monster that literally met riley as a child when they changed from a scare um academy not even academy what's the word a scare team team a scare Uh, team to a laugh team yeah like they that bing bong went to riley's room and literally would make her laugh and that's why she thinks he's an imaginary animal and like friend and i'm like oh my gosh this makes so much sense but here he is just like working at monsters inc okay but here's the secondary theory that's just out of my brain if this is true if bing bong was a monster from the monsters universe then is the memory of him in riley's head just the memory of him and bing bong in real life is fine I don't know. The theory that I read said that because they think that Bing Bong went to Riley when she was about the same age as Boo, and that's why her memory of him is so hazy, because she was so young and she can only yeah. remember so much. But uh, all of Inside Out is happening in her head, so maybe the real Bing Bong is out there still making people laugh, and we don't have to cry okay. about it. Sure. Yeah. So he's like a f- literally like the purple dragon. He's a figment of her... <laughs> imagination don't bring that dragon in here (laughs) i mean (laughs) he had to be inserted somewhere okay now Um, i understand your question i was not understanding your question earlier so (laughs) no but that's okay that's okay back to the Um, back to the loopy and silly part of this episode where my brain's not functioning right now so with the type of content that we're talking about i don't think that it's going to get any better so that's okay loopiness is fully accepted today okay all right i have a i have a follow-up back to toy story but now that we've made a link to monsters inc i think we need to talk about the link that toy story also has to monsters inc do you know about the sid theory with monsters inc no i i saw something about um randall being one of the kids or being andy's monster because of the part in monsters inc where randall they pull down like the the blue sky um bedroom that's andrew's and andy's bedroom and randall like obviously because he's a chameleon kind of thing he blends in or um camouflages with that background alluding to toy stories so i saw that that was a connection and i was like Hmm. "Hmm, that's interesting maybe so 
I did not see that. But what I saw was there is a scene in Monsters, Inc. where a monster that's supposed to be going and scaring a child runs out of the room crying. And the kid actually scared the monster instead. And there's like a small opening between where that monster comes through and what you can see in the room. And the room apparently is exactly what Sid's room looks like in Monsters Inc. I mean in Toy Story. So Sid Sid the kid is out there scaring the monsters. That makes sense. I can get behind that. I can totally get behind that. So wait, we we didn't we didn't go back to inside out. Can we get behind that or can we not? I can get behind that. I can get behind that. Okay, now what was it what was one we just did? That was was the one we just did. Okay. No, this Randall or not Randall story sorry mm-hmm. the Sid story can we get behind this yes, yes. Mm-hmm. for sure makes total sense yeah so easy okay what else do we have okay um let's do an I mean we're on a Monsters Inc trail right now let's go for it let's go for another one there's a theory out there about our girl boo why don't you tell the peoples I don't think I know this one you don't know the theory about boo well, there's a theory about her and where she shows up, potentially, in the movie Brave. Okay, now I remember. I was literally thinking of a separate um, theory, so I did see something where someone thought that Boo was related to Edna. Oh. And I don't. I didn't read enough into it, so I the was bangs. thinking that route. Um, and then I read the bangs. I guess it's just the bangs. I don't really know. But then I just remembered, yes, the witch from brave yes is the older version of boo which yes i mean i can see it i can see it so the evidence of this and the reason why people are theorizing that boo from monsters inc the little girl that says kitty um (laughs) had to throw that in there um they are theorizing that she is the old lady witch from Brave, who gives Merida the whole potion to turn her mother into a bear to begin with, they think that there's this possibility that Boo, after her experiences with Mike and Sully, goes on, like, she figures out that the doors are magic. She can go through doors. She finally finds a door because um, Sully, at the end of Monsters, Inc., puts the door back together and is able to see her again. That's so And she says, Kitty! <laughs> um, but there's this theory that she learns about the magic doors and she kind of creates this relationship where she's able to kind of go to and from the monster world to her world and go in and out of these doors to different dimensions, different realms. And that is how, in the movie Brave, she, like, comes and goes. She's, like, there, and then she disappears. And she is, like, potentially going through these magic doors that she's figured out. But there is a carving of Sully in her little hut in the forest, which is why people think that this is, like, fairly possible that it's true. I mean, I don't know that the Pixar creators had that intention, but, like, why would you put a carving of Sully in her house? why that there's no way that that is just placed there just for kicks and giggles yeah unless it's like oh look there's a reference to another pixar movie i mean maybe that's what they were doing but maybe people just got creative i can i can get behind this theory i can get behind it there's a secondary follow-up theory to that and that the reason why we see so many different objects from various movies in other movies 
like items from Toy Story and Monsters Inc. or vice versa, like where they're, these Pixar movie items are just scattered all over is because Boo's just been pinging around all these dimensions, oh gosh, yeah. picking up items and then accidentally leaving them in a different in a different realm, a different film, so to speak. Man, let's just do like the Marvel multiverse and the Pixar cinematic universe and let's just like mesh them. If you're interested, <laughs> there is an hour long video on YouTube about the Pixar connection theory on how the films all fit together. I haven't watched it, but in doing some research, I saw it on We'll have to my watch feed. it for sure. I mean, if you're, you know, if you've listened to this, you know, almost hour long podcast and you're like I want more then head to YouTube and watch an hour long video to exactly. keep it going and keep connecting the dots um, now the next Pixar fan theory actually is like really emotional and sad because it's already like the movie itself is already emotional but we're going to talk about Carl Fredrickson from Up and gosh Up just gets me every time I don't think there there will ever be a time when I will watch that movie and I will not cry within the first 15 minutes of the film the older I get the easier it happens oh it's just it just pulls on the heartstrings but this fan theory had me like my brain going wild so there is a theory out there that Carl Fredrickson is actually dead in the film in the film so I I think the the specifics are that like at the beginning he's not dead but then there's like right at the beginning of the film there's a point in which he dies at some point I don't know how and then it goes from like Carl in real life to Carl trying to find his way to the afterlife yeah it says this fan theory stated that many fans have theorized that carl actually died at the beginning of the movie and that the viewers are actually watching his journey into the afterlife according to the theory he's being guided by an angel to paradise falls the destination he and his wife have always planned to visit together yeah so i mean it's sweet kind of um and that like paradise falls would be his own version of heaven like where his wife is is where he wants to end in life and so I can kind of see and understand that I also feel like some of the things that he experiences on his journey are like a little bit wacky and make more sense for an afterlife thought than like real world so you know is Russell an angel trying to lead him to heaven and like get him through this limbo stage from one like earth to the other heaven um very i think that's plausible i do think it's plausible the only thing that i struggled to get behind is like where does he like where in the beginning of the movie does he die how does he die like i feel like that feels like a little bit of a stretch there because it's very unclear like it's not like anything happens that's like oh that could kind of be where the shift happens yeah i know that there's like a line where he said he tells the people that they can have his house when he's dead and then there's a knock at the door and it's russell and so maybe like oh maybe that's it yeah i mean i can see that then not that it's immediate like that he closed the door had a heart attack (laughs) and then we're heading to the afterlife but um yeah, I mean, I think that it's possible that there's, like, some transition that happens where, you know, he's there and then he's not. I did read that, um, which I think is a sweet thought, that the reason why Russell would be the one guiding him to Paradise Falls in the afterlife is because of he and Ellie's struggle with 
infertility and trying to have a kid and they never had a kid and so his version version of an angel to get him to his wife in paradise is a child oh yeah i mean when you put it like that it gets real deep real heavy real quick i mean it just made the whole plot line just go through the roof i don't know i i as sad as this theory is i i think it's very sweet also like just the just the connection that he has with his wife and his desire to like get to paradise falls i don't know i can see it so we can get behind this one yes yeah totally agree we can get behind this one okay what other theories do we have that maybe aren't pixar um, yeah, I mean, there are plenty of other Pixar ones out there. I think there's one more Pixar one that I want to talk about when we get to it. Um, but let's talk about, I mean, Courtney's always looking for a reason to throw Frozen into any episode. So. You know, I'm like, how can we do it? I think, I mean, we've talked about this potential theory before, but this is what the episode is about. So I think it's worth mentioning again. What can we talk about with Frozen and fan theories? Okay, so I feel like this fan theory is one that many Disney lovers have kind of dove into um, because you physically see the back of Rapunzel's head as she walks at the the end of the movie. You know it's her. She has the short brown hair. She's wearing the outfit. And I remember watching the movie and being like, oh, my goodness like I actually spotted it I didn't need to go look at a video and figure it out later on and there's this theory that Rapunzel is their cousin yeah she is the princess from the neighboring kingdom because maybe Elsa and Anna's mother or father is the brother sister of Rapunzel's parents who knows they're just the they're just running kingdoms all around well there's also you know the theory that Tarzan's parents are Elsa and Anna's parents. Mm-hmm. So like there's this there is so many routes we can go with Frozen. I know you're a big Tarzan fan, so I might let you take that direction of things, but I love that Rapunzel shows up at the end of Frozen and it's like, whoa, why is she there? What's going on? Are they related? What's going on? Are they family? I freaked out when I saw it. So Yeah. Well and the fact that Rapunzel and Elsa both have some sort of like magical power, like Their families obviously have some connection to magic in some sort of way. Um, The Tarzan theory is that um, when Anna and Elsa's parents leave on their ship and their ship wrecks, that they don't actually die, that they are the same couple at the beginning of Tarzan that gets on a little life raft and gets to a jungle island and has their baby boy and then is killed by a jaguar they still die they still die but not when you thought that they were gonna die right so um that's a a possible theory um i think at first before frozen 2 came out it was more believable but then frozen 2 tried to give a backstory to anna and elsa's parents maybe anna and elsa's parents were trying to get to corona to um see Rapunzel's parents yeah, and maybe. ask them questions about like Rapunzel and her magic hair. Yeah, I mean I I agree. Like pre-Frozen 2, I can get behind this idea. It makes a lot of sense. Um now that we have Frozen 2, I can't get behind it, but love the thought put into it when the first movie came out. Yeah, people also have theorized um again before Frozen 2 that the reason that um 
Elsa's parents left, not only to find something to help her with her powers, but maybe also to attend um, Rapunzel's wedding or something like that. Or like once Rapunzel was found because she's the lost princess and they're the neighboring kingdom, they like went to celebrate that. But that's less believable to me than the other options for this realm of theories. Yes, I love a good Frozen theory, so... Have you heard the theory about um, Ariel and Captain Hook? Um, uh, maybe? Can you elaborate? Can you elaborate and maybe I will, my brain will be reignited? <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, so, if you have been on Peter Pan's flight in Walt Disney World or watched the film Peter Pan... There is a mermaid in Mermaid Lagoon in Neverland that looks quite a lot like Ariel. Very similar. She's got the purple shell kini, um, the red hair. It just is very much giving Ariel vibes. Well, the theory is that that's actually Ariel's mother. And we find out that Ariel's mother was killed by humans, by people, and it's because she went up to the surface and King Triton doesn't want Ariel to go up to the surface. And so the theory is potentially that um, Captain Hook and his pirate crew um, were responsible for Ariel's mother's death. These are all revolving around death. They're so dark. <laughs> why, why have the fans just gone so dark with these theories? I will never know. But, I mean, that's a good one. I, I can get behind that. Yeah, for sure. A lot of these I can get behind. The cars one with the the human parts can't get behind that. But everything yeah. else, like, it's believable enough that I'm like, all right, I can see this. I can envision it. Like, I can believe that. I can run with it. Yeah. So, yeah, for sure. What others do we have? Okay. The others that are out there, a lot of them are more, like, connections between movies. And I don't know if people have come up for reasons why films are connected in the way that they are. Um, one of which is Wally. In Wally, the big, like, company that takes over and ruins humanity the way, and Earth the way that we know it, is B&L. It's, like, buy and low or something like that. And you can find that company referenced in so many Pixar films, one of which is Up. They're the company that's trying to buy Carl's house or get him to get rid of his house so they can build their skyscrapers. Um, and so there's all of these connections. There is this theory that like Wally is meant to be like an analogy of Genesis in the Bible and Wally is actually playing the role of Satan or the serpent Whoa. giving Eve the plant. Um, I don't, I didn't look too far into that one, but anyway, there's some interesting ones out there revolving around Wally. Um, there is also a theory that, um, because the name or the word Nemo in Latin means no one, that Marlin is looking for no one and that Nemo actually died with the rest of his siblings. Yeah, I saw that one too, and I was like, whoa, I never thought of that. So many of these, I'm like, went straight over my head. I would have never thought of that. More death. I don't think that has anything. I can't get behind that one. I think Nemo is just a reference to Captain Nemo from 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. <laughs> and that this whole Finding Nemo story really did happen. And Marlon's not just crazy imagining that his son is still alive. That's too much for me. Um, another, and Lilo and Stitch, Lilo's parents 
die tragically like so many other Disney characters and um, the theory for that is that they were actually CIA agents and the social worker that doesn't look like a social worker that's in the movie is actually a CIA agent that's like friends with their parents just trying to look out for them after their parents die so they're like spy kids type of (laughs) vibe right exactly (laughs) so I mean there's so many out there but the last one that I want to talk about um specifically is has to do with ratatouille okay so in ratatouille when um the guy who inherits the restaurant i'm blanking on his name um it's just an l doesn't it well luigi is the 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 boy oh okay okay gotcha the chef gusto no the chef that's the the short one after your i spoiler alert um i'm not a like i haven't watched ratatouille enough to um be the expert on this and people might just stop listening to the cast chat because they heard that fact don't worry i will go watch it 50 million times i just haven't watched it enough to know what you're talking about anyways the little chef that wants to own Gusto's, um, he find, gets the letter that Luigi is his son, and he's like, no way. We have to do, like, DNA testing or something. And so the lawyer pulls a hair out of Gusto's hat that's, like, been in a case on his desk or something in the office. Nobody else has touched Gusto's hat. This is Gusto's hat. He pulls a hair out. And later on in the movie, he comes back and says they find out that it was rat hair. And so this theory was born that it was birthed that like the people totally miss the fact that this isn't Luigi's hat. Luigi's hat would be the one with the rat hair. No, this is Gusto's hat with a rat hair. They found out it was rat hair in Gusto's hat. And so the theory is that Gusto, just like Luigi, only cooked because he had a rat helping him out and giving Whoa. him recipes. And so like father, like son, that's how Luigi learns how to cook. And that's why Gusto's motto is anyone can cook because he knew that rats could cook too. And apparently there's like this little front page newspaper clip um, during one of the like scenes in the movie where Gusto's hat is like a little bit off his head and it's either a teeny tiny man bun or it's a rat. <laughs> either or. So the You theory- just never know. Is it a tiny man bun or is it a rat? Very So interesting theory that Gusto also had help from a rat to cook and build his restaurants the way that he did, which I think is super interesting. Gosh, there are so many rabbit holes we could go down with these fan theories. Yeah, and one more from Ratatouille is that the old lady at the beginning of Ratatouille that shoots a bunch of holes in her house for the rats is actually the food critic Ego who ruined Gusto's career and all of that. That's his mother. Yes, I did see that one and that made that made sense yeah. to me, so... Oh my gosh, that was a lot of fan theories. Ugh. And like we said, there's so many more out there. So if you have one that we, we didn't mention, please let us know. We want to hear it. I hope you guys had fun going down this very deep rabbit hole that had a lot of... All um, the way to Wonderland. All the way to Wonderland. We had to experience a lot of additional uh, death, I guess, with all these theories. But R. it I. is RIP. It is so fascinating to see how the fans have analyzed these movies and 
kind of rewritten the story in a way or made connections that makes this universe seem so much more expansive than it actually is. So we think it's fun. I can't wait to figure out all the future Pixar and Disney theories as more movies come out in our lifetime. So this is obviously just the beginning of many fan theories to come. Magic Moments Giveaway! Yes, that is right. We are here with our Magic Moments Giveaway winner. We are so thankful to each and every one of you who participated in this giveaway. It has been so fun to um, go through just announcing uh, future Disney baby and this pregnancy, but also to receive so many incredible stories of magic moments that you all have experienced in Disney parks um, or just at home has been really special to both of us, but we are here for one thing, and that is to announce the giveaway winner out of all of the 500 and some entries that we got our giveaway winner is magic with jewels this is so special to us people will say it's rigged but magic with jewels was our very first magic moments period on the show so to have her actually randomly be selected to win this giveaway just makes the magic that much more real Jules, send us a dm on instagram so we can get your information and send you your giveaway prize again thank you to everyone who entered there are certainly more giveaways to come in the future but for now this one is a wrap Small shop shout out. Small shop shout out. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Sorry, guys. The vocals are not there. We know. But you keep asking me to do jingles, and that's what you're left with. Sorry, vocals. Off key. But you got one. Yes. But we're here to talk about something super exciting, which is another small shop shout out. We love this part of our episode where we get to highlight a small shop in the Disney community that is truly crushing it and has super unique and fun products that you should purchase, whether it's for your home, um, for apparel, something to wear in the parks, or just simply something to enjoy at home. Um, I think this is a really fun segment. And today... We are excited to shout out an ear shop. It's been a while since we've gotten to do an ear shop, but we are super pumped to tell you guys about Layla's ear shop. If you head to Instagram, that is the handle itself at Layla's ear shop. But Danielle, the shop owner, creates these really fun and unique Disney ears. But my favorite thing that she makes are the halos. They're called halos. They're essentially these headbands that have like a second headband over them with Mickey's or stars or whatever it might be. Um, But they're super unique. They're not your average ears where it looks like, you know, the two Mickey ears. It's something that's almost like a crown. Um, And I really love what she's doing with this. I also love the halos. Another thing that I really love that she's doing is with her traditional mini ears, she takes the bow in the center and definitely enlarges it. And I think 
that the bow sometimes is overlooked. Um, so I love that she like puts the focus on the center, which is the bow and makes it fun. I haven't seen a lot of shops do this. So I love her creativity. It's colorful, vibrant, fun. Um, so you definitely need to follow Danielle Emmett on social media and her account is Layla's ear shop. Well, guys, thank you so much for spending time with us today on this episode of The Castle Chat. But for now, we'll leave you with what we always leave you with, which is there's a great big beautiful tomorrow out there waiting for you. Go make it magical. See you real soon. Bye, friends.